shot first, come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Talking about Star Wars. Don't let it end. That, that, that's all I'm doing. That's not, oh, all right. Well, it is a music episode today. That's the Uta puta, everyone. <laughs> Whoa! What? That's it's Dylan. <laughs> hey there, guys. <laughs> you gotta say. You gotta have a little bit of oomph behind. You gotta mm. go. Uta puta, everybody. Much Hello better. and welcome there we to go. Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew, and we are joined today by Andrew's sister. Steph Robin. That's me. Hi, Steph. Welcome. <laughs> How are you? I think that's what we're supposed to say, but that's okay. It's yeah. all good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm doing okay. So yeah. far, so good. Well, if, good. if you couldn't tell by our enthusiastic demeanor at the beginning here, we are talking Star Wars music today. Uh, and, I mean, honestly, when you think about it, you, I think it's it's hard to talk about Star Wars without actually talking about the music itself. Yeah. It, I mean, it has just as much impact as the movies, I'd say. Yeah, to me, I think the music is what makes the, the movies. I mean, I think the entire sound scheme of Star Wars is what makes is what sets it apart from everything know, else. Everything else, and basically. You think, of, think about the time that it came out. Like, it was still a big original score. You know, they weren't pulling like, oh, we got this Backstreet Boys song, and like, you know, this. Uh, Backstreet Boys song. I can't think of anybody else, but still, like, <laughs> New they're not... Kids on the block. Yeah, there you go. One they're, Direction. They're, yeah, they're not pulling any kind of, like, popular music out and just throwing it in and, you know, X gonna give it to you and whatnot, you know. <laughs> yes. X gonna give it to you playing behind the X-Wing scene, you know? Yes. I mean, that'd be fun. That would be kind of cool. I wanna make I'm, a sure, I'm sure there's a cut of oh, that. Someone's yeah. gotta find it, but still. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we got Steph here to talk today with uh, about music and everything like that, but Steph, I wanna ask you a quick question first. What's up? I know you are a big fan of Kingdom Heart, Kingdom Hearts. Yes, Hearts. that is, there's that more is my one. favorite thing pretty much ever, besides right. Star Wars. And so there's been a big gap between uh, the last game and the most recent one that, what, just came out yesterday? Came out yesterday. And you're super pumped to play it. I know you were just saying you haven't got to try it. No, so yeah, uh, circumstances beyond my control. Haven't played the game yet, but... <clears throat> being wow. that, well, yeah, being that it is half of a disney property Mm -hmm. is there star wars in it do you think dude it's it's all i want it's all i've ever wanted since we heard about the acquisition but to this day no they still haven't added that lightsaber keyblade but trust me there's so much awesome fan art out there (laughs) and i swear like it it could have should have been a thing but they they skipped it they could have done marvel they could have done star wars but they're just sticking (laughs) with pirates of the caribbean because that's relevant (laughs) and not problematic at all yeah no what the hell i mean well so all right to get into that like um so I guess when you're playing the games, like I know that Goofy and da- or not Daffy, Donald, <laughs> Dolan and that's Goffy. the wrong, this, this wrong uh, universe. Wrong universe. <laughs> uh, they're like they are your constant companions. But do you collect more companions as you go, or you just get like mm-hmm. companions to oh, different yeah. worlds? Yeah, and I mean at least in the in all the past games and almost every Kingdom Hearts game, there's usually a factor of guest party members, right. including 
um, you know, Ariel and Jack Skellington and Ooh. Jack Sparrow, you know, <laughs> um, all the Jacks. Peter Pan, yeah. right? You I just know, you got to play as the beast or not play or, as and the beast. Of but course. The beast was yes. Part of it. The beast from Beauty and the Beast. Right? It was like the only time I was ever like, oh, yeah, that looks kind of cool. actually looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he get to like rampage? Around uh, his well, so basically, yeah. So you so Sora is is basically stripped powerless and so you have to just command the beast to go like smash all this stuff for you so it is cool you know it works out beast is a pretty pretty powerful bro all right so given that let's like let's make a little fan fiction if you will about the kingdom hearts right all right hopefully not too much of a fan fiction no 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 it's like it's like i you know dear penthouse not a slash fiction i never thought it well there's lots of that you know rain just Obi-Wan laid me down. No. <laughs> no, seriously. What I'm getting at is like, so if, if you were to be put into a Star Wars world within Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. who do you think your companions would be? Who do you think you would be fighting? Mm. And like, which generation would it go for? Well, I mean, I think the obvious choice would be they're going to set it in the current timeline. They're going to set it in the like new trilogy. The new yeah. trilogy. You know, okay. your companion is probably going to be someone like Rey. Maybe it's going to be Finn, you know. Yeah. It probably would be set during episode 7, you know, probably early on. Like, the the Kingdom Hearts worlds, they usually do, like, the beginning to the middle of the storyline. Yeah. But, so, like... For, you know, they split Aladdin into all three, you know, they covered all three aspects of the Aladdin movies. That's and cool. Now they're finally rounding out, like I said, the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, but it took them <laughs> three games to do that. So um, I think they would start at the beginning. They would probably do, you know, they're always really loose adaptations of all the Disney worlds that they use, but, you know, it captures a lot of the, you know, the feeling and the flair and like they use a lot of the music tracks. So like, I mean... Dude, the composer of Kingdom Hearts, Yoko Shimomura, she's like like a goddess in how she can revamp the music that you know and love. Like right. not to, you know <laughs> Not to lose so your like, but poop you know, over. so like you everybody is really divisive about Frozen and the Frozen soundtrack right Uh-oh. now. But I mean, trust me. Everybody knows Let It Go. And of course, they yeah. obviously use the track for Let It Go in the new Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. But it you know, it's fresh and it's fun and it's done really well. So right. like I can see why, you know, like a Star Wars world would just be awesome. Well yeah, so you imagine yourself, you know, your your companion would be Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's just you know, preemptively give Bo her staff the... Ray. Yeah. Both okay. Staff. I was gonna say not not Pre-Jedi. the lightsaber. Yes. 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 <laughs> Rightly, okay. And so You'd have to think that she'd be fighting the first order. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some of the bosses. And Kylo would probably be the big. You would. Bad. You yeah. would probably. Yeah, like they. They always set up like one kind of antagonist who uses the power of darkness, which very easily could be the power of the dark side. Oh, you for know, sure. They could. They. I'm writing them the plot right here. <laughs> like. <Yeah>. Of course, but <laughs> well, yeah. Well, now they Well, don't worry. They'll make like a Kingdom Hearts 3.5. <laughs> well, <someday>. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> well, isn't like I mean in between. Two and three. I mean, isn't there a compendium, there, there's essentially? There's, like, seven or eight games set <laughs> yeah. between just... Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3 at this point. Yeah. There, there are over 12 games in the series, even though we're only on the numbered third title. Yeah. Yes. Kind of Grand Theft Auto-esque, I guess, yeah. in that yeah. regard. Yeah. If you think about it, really, yeah. Because you see what you had. Three, Vice City, San Andreas, Vice City Stories, Liberty City Stories, and then, yeah. Four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> It just jumped right up on there. Yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I've always been curious about the Kingdom Hearts series myself. Like, I always wanted to try it. Basically because, like, they made this one look so good. 
And, uh, you know, they... the, I mean, the, obviously it's a big step up. Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2 was on the PS2, and oh. now they're on 3, and yeah. it's finally on the 4. What and if they so, went like, retro, though, and you could only get mm. it on the PS3? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, we've well, been developing this game for so, so long. That we, we didn't even <laughs> port it yeah. to the newest yeah. generation. Yeah. Everyone rushes the newest generation that, that, that sounds came like out four years ago. That sounds like something Square Enix would do. Oh, they, sure. they make bad business decisions sometimes. They, they make a, like a PS3 Pro, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, you know, make it, make it retro. So right. I'll probably, so yeah. The only way you can get this game is if you drop $300 on a PS3 Pro. People would do it. They, I oh, would imagine. I would do it. it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, People still. Would. Yeah, it's kind of almost feels like some missed branding kind of opportunity, but but I think Sony's just kind of like no. <laughs> get, get your you know get your stuff in gear. Yeah. Well. All the same, though, you know, like I said, with Disney owning Star Wars, you know, and like we were saying, Marvel and everything like that, it was a perfect opportunity for them to throw everything in there. But, um, let, I mean, let's get back into a little bit more, you know, of the Star Wars side of it. Like, I'm glad, you, you know, you're excited for it, and I hope you oh. I hope you enjoy it. I've heard oh, a lot yeah. of people ugly cry over the game because it's so beautiful. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited for you. I ugly cry over Star Wars, so it's, yeah. it's, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, <laughs> I, I mean, did that recently. Yeah. <laughs> Sort of. All right. Well, I didn't actually cry, but I was just like, "You were." This is so good. It's Aww. emotionally charging, right? Yeah. We're gonna talk music later. I'm telling you, that's yeah. what, it's gonna come up in my, you know, mm-hmm. in my uh, yes. telling, if you will. But um, let's talk a little recent Star Wars news, shall we? Yes. Uh, so you know, we were talking about books, uh, you know, coming out this year, and one of the ones that I'm most excited about uh, is Alphabet Squadron. Yes. Great concept. Dumb name. Dumb name. <laughs> It should be Arabesque Squadron, right? So, I mean, but still, um, they announced recently that not only are they going to have a tie-in comic that features TIE Fighters, but it's also going to be a trilogy. Yes, yeah. So the novel Alphabet Squadron is actually three novels. Yeah. And then it's the comic series, which is actually just called Star Wars TIE Fighter, which is, you know, a reference to the 1991 uh, computer video game. Mm-hmm. Which it should be interesting, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Because from what I understand, the 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 Tie Fighter game, and I guess most likely the book and everything, is going to be set between the you know the unfulfilled time between uh, Jedi and Force Awakens. Yes. And that's honestly they're exploring so much of that now, you know, because they know that like we always said before that like with Thrawn trilogy and everything, mm-hmm. you know, that was the logical next step in the books after Jedi, right? Right. And now that we have an established thirty years on. It's the Force Awakens, so we know what's going on in the galaxy. There is this gap that we just have to fill up. Right. And so that's, I mean, I'm excited to see more of that because, I mean, most of the recent books that they've come out with, Aftermath and Last Shot and Bloodlines and stuff like that, like, they've really started to, you know, flesh out what's been going on in the Mm -hmm. galaxy in the New Republic. Right. You know, and yeah, everything in the time of the New Republic. It, it, it's all it's all good. Yeah. You know, I, I'm excited about it. So yes. I, I'll be interested to see what's all, what it's all about. And again, if you know, if you're not following along, the idea behind Alphabet Squadron is super simple and it's super exciting. And I think that they're going to go for, you know, like the same flair that they had with the X-wing Squadron. You know what I mean? Like there was yeah. a you know like the, the X-wing X- books. The X-wing books. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you know it. They, the Alphabet Squadron is going to have an A-Wing, a B-Wing, a Y-Wing, an X-Wing, and uh, what was it, a U-Wing? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and if they really wanted to go deep, they'd go for Rogue Squadron's V-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, the V-Wing already exists in Star Wars lore. As, yeah. And uh, what is it? It's a, it's like a Republic 
like ship. A, it's like a it's bomber a, or something. Well, no, it's like the it's like the predecessor to the A wing. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's like the interceptor, the interceptor class. Okay. Yeah, if if you're playing uh, Battlefront two, anyway. Yeah, that's true. I always like it's it's weird when it comes to that, like talking Battlefront now, but like, <laughs> um, I'll play interceptors. It you know depending on which clan I'm at, but like when it comes to like Old Republic or not Old Republic, but Clone Wars, I always avoid it. Oh, I'm really? always I'm always an arc guy. Arc okay. 170, because yeah. that was always my favorite ship. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to go down this path too far, but I do feel <laughs> like the the arc in the Clone Wars era battles is kind of like, it's unfairly, it's a little overpowered, I would say. Like, yeah. it, I feel like it has a, it packs a big punch while also being way more durable than all of the other fighter classes. Yeah. I mean, it might be a little bit slower, but like, it's so... Like it packs so much punch and it's so heavily armored that you it's don't a, it's a three seater too. If you know about that, yeah, it's got a pilot, navigator, and a tail gunner. So yeah. it's like technically you know, it's it it has that behind it. You know, I always loved that kind of deal. Like hmm. that's one of the things I always loved about like the the snow speeder was the fact that it was a two seater and like mm-hmm. the one person just sat backwards the whole time. Right. Just, yeah. What's going on? You know, yeah. like you know, I I never understood it. Like it was one of those things. It's like oh, this poor is so Dak. Cool. Yeah. Poor Dak. Yeah, Dak, if he would have had his head Dak. turned around, pay attention, the battle's this way. <laughs> but, he, but he felt like he could take on the whole empire by himself. All by himself. Get ready to suck some Dak. <laughs> uh, that's a family guy joke there. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, poor Dak. I don't know. But, but yeah. What if they threw... No. <laughs> I'm just going to stop right there. I'm excited about this book. Yes. You know, it's going to be a good thing coming through. And, you know, for the Time Fire series, it's going to be interesting to see that side of it, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, that's something they've done a lot with just kind of like the, the main Star Wars line versus the Darth Vader line. Right. Is that they normally kind of tell both sides of a certain story. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that. But I think it'll be even more neat to see the difference between you know, a, a long form novel versus, you know, trying to do it in a small compact comic series. Like 10, 12 pages per issue or whatever. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, I do like that factor. Like that's always been one of my favorite things, as you say, that the, the linear story patterns from different sides. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I always like, um, one book that I, it's a, it's a love story. Lost stars. Okay. Uh, have you ever read that? I have not read that one. Steph? I, I know I did. This is going this is going back a ways, though. Oh, you have read it, though? Yeah. Okay, so uh, essentially it's a Romeo and Juliet story where, you know, they both join the Empire, but one, like, the one pilot sees the heirs of the Empire and the other one has honor mm-hmm. and wants to stay with the Empire. So it's, it's a whole back and forth thing with that. But you get to see all the major battles of the trilogy, like the original trilogy through their eyes on different sides. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're like actively involved with all the major plots in the book. Like they, they sabotage the, uh, the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon, or they check the base on Dantooine to see if the rebels are really there and stuff like that. Like it's, it's insane how much depth they actually put into it, you know? Mm. But I mean, that's, that kind of thing where I always like, you know, you can see both sides of this and understand that like not all the not all the Imperials are just like soulless, you right. know, stormtroopers yeah. or anything like that. I like that fact, you know. Yeah. It gives more depth to it. That's I mean, yeah. that's just me. No, I I would agree with that. And again, I'm I mean, I think one of my biggest takeaways with it all is just that I'm really excited that they're going to do a trilogy. I mean, yes, we have like the aftermath trilogy. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, they've mostly just done one-shots in terms of the novels. Exactly, yeah. Um, 
you know, I I don't particularly feel as though they need to go back to, you know, doing runs like the New Jedi Order or like Legacy of the Force. Yeah, long. Uh, that that yeah. was a little too much. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot keep of keep up with. Yeah, it was a lot of filler, but I mean, but there's other stories that you know you don't have to tell it in one, you know, fell swoop, if you will. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly the way I felt about, like, Aftermath, but before I even realized it was going to be a trilogy, mm-hmm. you know, like, it felt fulfilling, and, like, I was excited at the end of the book, I was like, oh, I would like to see more of where these people are going and everything, and it eventually does, you know, lead into two other pretty good books, you know? Yeah. Um, and even at that, like, because, and again, I, I admit, I've only read the first Aftermath book, which Stephanie got for me once upon a time. There oh, you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Probably, like, circa twenty. 14 or yeah. something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've only read the first one. But as I understand it, it's a little bit of like a loose trilogy. A lot of, you know, the characters introduced in the first one carry over into the other books. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily feature them the same way throughout all three books. No, no, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, they each have like their own side stories mm-hmm. as the books go on. And like, as I've also said, that there's just tons of interludes. Where they talk more about like uh, you know what's going on in this part of the galaxy and, and, and right. this and all this kind of stuff. But that's stuff that I like. I always bring up Malakili, you mm-hmm. know, the, the the crying rancor guy. He's, he's my he's my favorite. It's <laughs> my favorite little story. Like between him and um, I'm trying to think of something else. Oh no, that's a that's a different book. But still, you know, it uh, between the three of us, we got like we got a lot of like just back story way of... too much yeah. just like miscellaneous <laughs> knowledge yeah. yeah but i feel i feel like reluctantly or not i steph is pretty up to date on eu continuity because i kind of dragged her into it I, yeah i mean up <laughs> up till you know the you know i know all the legends yeah the, i'm i'm up to date on pretty much everything legends there was not much that we did not read. <laughs> no, oh, truly. I, I will say. But, yeah. I will say this. I'm keeping up on my re- uh, resolution that I had on the, the New Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How's I, it going? It's going good. I finished the the parts one and two of like the. I want to say it's like the third and fourth book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and oh, what's what's the guy's name? You brought Corn Horn. Corn Horn. What a freaking bamf! He's awesome. <laughs> Why he's he on my so bounty awesome. hunting list? Yes. Yeah, like he just like he could just call like straight out calls up one of the U's on Vogue. He's like, "Yo, you and me, let's fight over yep. a planet. Like, let's do this." And yeah. it's just yep. it's this whole thing. But oh, now I'm excited. We're talking about this. Okay. Uh, so all right, it's it it's not it's not really easy to say this, but like you know, Andrew and I, we kind of fell in love with Chewie's family. Over the the, oh, <laughs> the holiday special. Oh dear! I know it's not true, but still, like they they have their you know they have their time to shine in this book, mm-hmm. and it's so mm-hmm. weird hearing them just talk. Yeah, you yeah. know, like they don't make it out to where it's like, oh, he's gesturing or she's gesturing and this yeah. and that. Like it's straight up English. Like yeah. you know, it's just yeah. like it's like Chewy, this and that, blah blah blah. I'm not gonna give it too much away, but like it's just like it's so it's awkward. And not to mention that, like, you know, you, you know, from us watching the freaking holiday special and watching, like, Itchy just, you know, like, making those weird noises, he sounds so stoic. And it's like, yep. oh, yeah. come on, bro. Yeah, well, that's just it. It is kind of hard to square the circle, if you will, um, when you see their involvement in some of the old EU continuity. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the holiday special, and it's like, this is what that's based on. Which is insane! Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they mention, um, 
Oh, here's the part that killed me. Um, well, they mentioned Lobaco, as you brought up before. Yes. And they also mentioned Lampawaru. Waru for short. That's yeah. they said that in the book. It's Waru yeah. for short, not Lumpy. I yeah. feel like that's a, like that's like the name he gets picked on for. Mm-hmm. You know well, what I mean? Like he's yeah. down in the Wookiee you know, schoolyard. Yeah. Hey Lump. It's like yeah. what? Maybe yeah. Lump. That kind of stuff. So I don't know. Definitely. <laughs> but yeah, so I you know I'm I'm four books into it now, so I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna keep it going. You know, I'm trying to get like two books at a time and just, uh-huh. you know, keep that filtering out. And I'm just getting right, the audio books. Right, because there's just, there's a ton to catch up on. It's so. exactly it, yeah. And the way Andrew put it out, you know, between 19 to 25 different books that I might have to read. So yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to pace myself as much as I can. Because I, yep. ultimately, I think I know what happens. Basically because I asked you to, you know, so many times. <laughs> it's like, why do you like these books so much? And then yeah. you just like, you put your glasses down. Well, you know, <laughs> it's just. Now you're going to learn. <laughs> So You'll know why soon enough, it. yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, so... Yeah, next time you get to, like, one of, like, the the kind of pillar books, just... We'll talk then. There was the one <laughs> that you had brought up that was your favorite book of all time, and I'm excited to get that, but I just can't remember... Star by Star. Star yep. by Star? Steph knows. It's your favorite? <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> all right, I, I mean, it's Star by Star, and then Vector Prime, you know? Those Vector are the Prime, top two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just because... I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The final book of that series, it Unifying ends Force, ends really good too. Yeah, is is really good. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited to get into it. I really want to see how it you know resolves itself more or less. But we'll cover that on another day because I mean, honestly, we might even have to bring you back <laughs> to just kind of go into detail. Of like, right. What the frick's going on? What with is books? happening here? Yeah. You know, and then there's Callie. Hey, Callie. Okay, she's hey, making Pop. noises. She's uh, squeaking. So she's got a moose oh. today. Oh, really? oh. And, and now a bark, a, a howl. <laughs> A wolf. <laughs> oh man, we have a chewy in here. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Ah, okay. Anyways, so to get back onto you know more Star Wars news and everything like that, um, you know, not too much else going on. I think now, right the now. only other thing that I wanted to bring up. Go ahead. Have you seen the latest set photo from The Mandalorian that John Favreau? R5-D4. Yep. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Skippy's back, son. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, is he going to be in it? I don't know. Well, here, here's so, a... well, so I have one comment to make before we like get into a brief discussion on this. Right. So one of the things that they always do that, that, that Lucas was famous for doing in the original trilogy was repurposing all of the droids. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, you see repeatedly, like... So the one droid at uh, Uncle Owen and Amperu's house is like the one that's on the. It has like the, the tracks, but it's yeah. very tall and narrow. The treads, yeah. It appears in all of the first three movies, I believe. I I do believe that. Yeah, I feel like I might... know it's in Empire because it's like right in the Echo Base scenes. Yeah, and then uh, and I believe it's in in Jedi as well. Either on like one of the ships, or maybe even in the the, the chop shop at at Jabba's place. Probably. Yeah, I think that's probably where it is. Uh, so I was like, I don't know if he's just going to do that and pretend like it's not R5-D4. That's the same paint job. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has the scorch marks yeah, on it. Yeah, there's only so much they can do. Like, that model is way too good for them to not be using it. All right, so you're reading from a certain point of view. Yes. All right. Have you had a chance to read it yet, Steph? Or you've heard about it from a certain point of view, the Star Wars book? No. You know what it's about? No. All right, great. Everybody, listen. <laughs> <laughs> from a certain point of view, it's this great, like... It's an anniversary book. 
came out in 2017. It was like the 30 year anniversary, and essentially like 40. 40. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, it's it, it's an anniversary book, but yeah, you know, um, and it has I want to say 40 different short stories by 40 different authors. And, you know, and like, if you get the audiobook version, you have, like, famous people who read certain sections of it and okay. stuff like that. And they're all stories, they're all stories of people who were in A New Hope, but background characters. Oh. So it's all the story of A New Hope from, from a, certain a certain point, point of view. Gotcha. Right. So it's it's clever in that sense. Like you get this, you get the story from everybody. Like the stormtrooper who bumps his head. You get a story from uh, Greedo when he gets, you know, yeah. he finds yep. Han and stuff like that. Yep. The bartender. At the bartender. The bar. I actually just I just listened to that one today. How great and, is that story? Well, it's a great one, and especially because it adds more credence to the holiday special being a canon source, right? Because he talks about Akmina at least twice. It's insane. Oh my <laughs> god, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, a B. Arthur's character. Space yes. B. Arthur's Space character. Space B. Arthur. <laughs> but the story I'm trying to get at to is the red one. And I forget who actually uh, wrote that one. But that was one of my favorite stories in that book of all. Like, yeah. Because it's just it's just the story of Skippy, R5D4. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how he all he wants is just a little drop of lubricant. Because he's just so, like, he's so stiff and, like, he's been in captivity for, like, two plus years yeah. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And finally he's getting all, laid you out, know, lubed and, like, ready to go. And, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be sold. I'm going to have a new master. I'm so excited. And then R <laughs> R2-D2 comes into his life. And it's right? like, come on. Fresh coat of paint and everything. You know, but. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, like, with the resolution of his story, you know, I won't spoil anything here, but, like. I have every reason to believe that that could still be him. Maybe he's just been wandering the desert. For all we know, he found the freaking Mandalorian or well, something he like well, that. Well, he does get away. He makes it to like a, uh, a farmstead. Right. Like that's how his story ends. Exactly, yeah. All right, I wasn't trying to do that, but it, it, it's a matter. It's not a spoiler. All right, it's a <laughs> to spoiler. Me, that's Someone not a really spoiler. Wants to, yeah, but all right, so it's all the same, yeah. So he pretends to be shut down and, you know, he rolls off to the desert and eventually finds a new master or whatever. But like yeah. he... You know, he's a great little droid. And that's why yeah. I'm thinking, like, maybe he ends up being part of the Mandalorian story yeah. in earnest. And, I mean, so, I mean, I guess, obviously, to speculate, we can pretty well guess now that it's not just some desert planet that they're filming on. Mm. Yeah, it's the one that rhymes with Dantooine. Right? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but still, it yeah. Does, it gives me lots of theories and lots of hope. Right. For where the story is heading well, I, now that we know that it's on Tatooine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I'm excited to see where it goes. And it, again, that also just, it makes the most sense because it's not like R5 could get onto a ship himself and fly away. Right. He's pretty much just, you know, planet bound at that point. So there's logical sense that he could show up. But regardless, and yes. his life sale, you know, all right, I'm done. <laughs> um, the only other thing I could bring up was a little more trailer speculation. Yeah, being that February is in a few days, uh, you know the the production should be, you know, winding down. It should be just mm -hmm. about over. But there was a fun fact where, like, apparently they were actually going to release a teaser for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh oh. But Pepsi beat them to it. Oh. Right. <laughs> Pepsi's going to have like five or six spots. Okay. And from what I read, the 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 Super Bowl teaser that was going to come out was going to be about like thirty seconds to a minute long. Uh huh. And they just didn't have it finished in time, and Pepsi swooped in and just, and just said, on. "Okay, we'll pay for it." Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, they did. I mean, I did read 
an article just kind of talking about how yes it was like this time last year that we actually got the first teaser for uh solo mm-hmm. but that was a little different because solo was coming out like three months later that's also true yeah um yeah i, I don't know i think at this point it's gonna probably be april right yeah but like, we were thinking it's gonna be uh, celebration is that celebration. star wars celebration yeah. yeah it would make the most sense honestly yeah, I mean, um, it's good timing, good press and, Yeah, for it'll be good, because yeah. then it'll, they'll be able to probably and they can put focus it in front exclusive, of... Like, the focus isn't going to be on other stuff. Like, it's going to be at the Super Bowl, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, it'll, and they'll be able to, you know, run that trailer ahead of Avengers, probably. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Double whammy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that. That's going to be a good year, I think, just movie-wise. Yeah. But... I, I agree. It's gonna be yeah. a very emotional year, right? Yes, probably yeah. so. We're gonna have you know the end Avengers, of the Avengers, <laughs> the end of Star Wars, the end of Toy Story again, again <laughs> for the third time. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, so the end of Frozen again, again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the end of Lion King again. Next. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, they're just repurposing everything. It right. is kind of ridiculous. Like every movie that Disney is releasing this year is like part is either like an MCU movie. So like even if it's like a new property like Captain Marvel, it's mm-hmm. still it's like part a, of their universe. It's part of that continuity. Yeah. A sequel or a remake of an animated movie. Right. Yeah. Well, I did see something funny though online. It was a uh, it was a poster for Lion King, a poster for Dumbo, a poster for Stor- uh, for Toy Story, and forget the fourth one i think it was aladdin yeah and someone oh, yeah. just had the robin williams what year is this you know, uh, <laughs> it's like because it's just, yeah it seems like it's freaking like 95 96 yep. out there so yeah <laughs> but yeah either way it, it it's gonna be exciting so but uh you know it, just let it go i guess i don't know let it go let it go it's perfect segue i would say oh yeah seriously <laughs> let's uh let it go into yeah. our next topic if you will a little, little lilting singing. That was beautiful. Thank you. So let's talk Star Wars, gang. Uh, Star Wars music in particular. Okay. Uh, so I think we we tried to do this before uh, with like video games, like start off with our favorite pieces, more or less. Yes. Like main, you know, Star Wars music. But let's mm-hmm. kind of save that for the end. Let's mm-hmm. each of us, you know, collectively think of what's our favorite piece. You know, but we'll, we'll keep talking about it. But, I mean, with Star Wars music, you know, you... Everyone knows the da 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 da, like the main theme. Yep. You know, you can't go wrong with that. I think everyone knows the Imperial March. Yep. You know, if you have a bitter person out there that you hate, it's usually your, your ringtone <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'll just say this. Um, it's one of the things that I love about like old movies like that is the fact, like we were talking before, they use just orchestras. It's it's an actual like mm-hmm. ensemble of you know musicians doing their thing, and they're. It's what I love about music itself is because the music can tell a, a story as much as you know film can. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. And I mean that's one of the things I think it was the Last Jedi that came out with. Uh, it was just you could watch it with just the music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's still just as beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I mean, I don't know. Like for me, like one of my favorite pieces, like and it's not going to be my definite one, but like is actually not from like one of the main Star Wars movies. Okay. I was actually thinking about this because it every time I hear it it has such impact. It's the title of it was Your Father Would Be Proud from Rogue One. Okay. And it's the scene, like, it's the music that plays right after, um, 
can't think of his dang name. Cassian saves, uh, he saves, uh, uh, Jin. Jin? Yeah, he saves Jin. <laughs> God dang it. He saves Jin right after, uh, you know, the, uh, they, either way, what I'm trying to say is they, they transmit the plans and everything's still going on. And it's just, you know, you could feel the emotion behind it and everything like that. And like, you know what's going on and you know what's happening. You know, they finally get the plans and they're ready to get out of there. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, so, you know, large thing coming out of hyperspace and it's, it's gets real quiet and you just see, you know, the silhouette of the, you know, the Death Star coming over and it's like, mm-hmm. oh God, you know, it's like, come on, get to a ship, do something. <laughs> but it just turns to this whole thing and it's just so beautiful. And then finally, you know, they're on the beach and like, you know, they're just looking at each other and just being like, you know, how are we going to get out of this one and everything. And it's just, it swells and like, you feel yourself just, Ugh! I don't know. You know, I, I used to say this thing about, you know, like I would get on the edge of my seat about like watching the Battle of Endor. Mm-hmm. But listening to this music, like we we're talking before about just tearing up, like that would make me cry because it's just, mm-hmm. it's done so well. Yeah. You know, so stuff like that. Music has such an impact for the, for the movies that, like I said, you don't even need the dialogue for it to just hit you that hard. Yeah. So. One, yeah, one kind of, I guess one thing that I'll add on to that, you know, so, so Rogue One, as well as uh, Solo, you know, famously, they were not, the music was not composed by John Williams in those two movies right uh you know he will do all nine saga episodes like he's going to do the music for episode nine but he has kind of said okay i'm done after this yeah, yeah. um but that guy his name's like michael giacchino oh okay um but so he is actually he actually did some of the music i believe for like clone wars even i'll believe that yeah um yeah. and he's and so apparently he's working currently with john williams like for some of the original music that they want to play at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. So, like, they're really kind of, like, creating this, like, through line that, you know, that will remain the same, even though it won't be the same guy. Right, yeah. Um, which I think is really cool. And, I mean, he definitely, you know, he can tap into that kind of flair that Williams has, but also kind of does maybe something that's a little unique and different. Which, that would work out perfectly, you know? Like, it it has that, like I said, as long as it has that resonating feeling with it, uh-huh. you, you can't go wrong with it. But, you know, I mean, Steph, would you happen to say, like, you, do you have any kind of pieces like that for you that just kind of, like, you could just think off the top of your head and, like, just, you know, it makes you feel something? Kind of? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of talked a little while. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's such a... I mean, such a ridiculous pick for me, but, um, so, like, this is a throwback middle school band. Uh-oh. I played percussion, and we did a Star Wars medley. Really? When I was in seventh grade band. I'm jealous of that. And yeah, seriously. We played <laughs> Enter Sandman, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's cool on its own, right? Yeah. But, so, um, the three songs that were part of the medley were... Obviously, the Star Wars main theme. Mm-hmm. I start off, you know, big and bombastic with that. Then things got super hype because the it went into Duel of the Fates. Yes. Which obviously <laughs> deserves its own special mention. Girl. Um, probably later on. <laughs> but then, th- this is what I'm actually getting at, though, is the third part of that medley was the, like, 
ending parade music from episode one where they're on freaking Naboo. Naboo. And it's like, yes, yes, that one. And like, this was, and this like arrangement the, the was, tubas, like, yeah. oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. It, <laughs> this was clearly arranged in like the late 90s. Oh, well, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it clearly came out because it, I mean, it's all episode one. Yeah. Can I just know, ask, songs. did Schollenberger come out with a glowing ball and just go, peace? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, so like i'm so sorry so, like, for anybody who didn't go to Sh- right, yeah, nobody also yeah didn't we all had the same but, music teacher. Um, but so like i mean and, and like i mean i haven't watched episode one in some time well, yeah. some time and like the fact that i can still remember like that and like that ending scene yeah. i just remember i remember the scene visually because i know the music to it so well you yeah, know i could see that so yeah. Okay. Well, that's actually kind of one of the things that I was going to get into. Um, Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if there's like a specific song that like I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's almost like, you know, to me, as I say, like this, the mute, like the sound experience of Star Wars, like including like all of the sound work of like Ben Burt, yeah, and everything is like, you know, what sets it on another plane. Mm -hmm. But there's also this, you know, there is very much this scenario where a lot of times star wars doesn't rely on dialogue i think when star wars is at its best it's often you know purely from the music yeah uh i mean i i think back to uh like in a new hope the song that plays when they're escaping the death star right the death the tie fighter scene yes yeah with the Mm -hmm. tie fighter when they're escaping in the falcon my man yeah that that's one of my that that's probably going to be my favorite arrangement and that's yeah and that's not to say that there isn't dialogue in that scene i mean that's some of the best dialogue as well but it's subtle yeah and there's big spaces where it's just the music and the music is constantly ramping up and like kind of driving you towards like the edge of your seat even more than you already were you just watching it, you know something's going to happen. It's like, oh, they're getting closer, you know. And then you just watch them swing in the seats. Like, you're right. It builds and you it builds the tension within you. And it's more just the facial expressions of everybody that's involved. Yeah. Oh, my God, you know. I mean, right. I don't want to cocky about it. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I will say that that arrangement, the, uh, the the Tie Fighter theme does show up more than once in the right. in the in the trilogies, and I'm right. happy about that because like anytime I hear it, I know it's going to be good. It showed up in the Last Jedi, like when the Tie Fighters were actually you know attacking the Millennium Falcon at the end. That so I have to go back to when I said I kind of ugly cried. Uh oh, that was the scene. Right, uh, because right. that scene when they fly in and save the day, yes, uh, you know before before Luke even really gets started, basically, right. yeah. yeah, with his whole thing in the Last Jedi, yeah, um, that to me, I've decided is like one of my top five favorite scenes, like in any Star Wars film, because of the music and because of the emotion mm-hmm. and just like, I mean, the acting from Adam Driver when he's just like. like <laughs> you no, can't see no, them, but it. they it's both like, did the I same. I want you to blow that hunk of junk out of the sky. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like he's, yeah. Out of the sky. Yeah, but you're right, though, because as soon as they die, like, you know, as soon as Chewie just dives into, like, the mines or whatever it is, like, uh-huh. it 
right there. Yes. And I was the same way. Like, I, I think I was holding on to Eva's hand when we went to go see this. And I pretty much broke her hand because I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like shaking her because I was so excited. Yeah. And then, like I always bring up, my favorite part of, you know, Return of the Jedi, Battle of Endor. As soon as they yeah. go into the Death Star. Yep. They, they pull that part out again. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Just, it's so exciting, you know. So, I don't know. That's 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 definitely like number one for me on that you know but honestly you can't be you know you can't be in any like the 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 more you know normal arrangements if you will you know so i mean like you're always going to feel a swelling of pride when you hear the throne room theme uh from the end of a new Mm. hope because it's just that it's a victory Yeah. yeah it happens after something so incredibly daring and risky and it's like we did it and now like here's the heroes and it's like yeah yeah we, you know, we were here the entire time. We yeah. saw it through and everything, you we know. We went so. through that with them. Mm. That was amazing, yes. you know. <laughs> Even the freaking we, holidays. We, we feel victorious yeah. for completing. Yeah. yeah, we have completed the hero's journey. Yeah, so it would stop Right like, alongside Luke. And then, you know, as you were saying, Steph, like, you can't beat Duel of Fates. No, that's true. You know? I, <laughs> Dessert, I, like I said, it's it's so unique and so important and, like, that... Like, that is the reason why, you know, episode one is worth watching. Really? Is, it is. Well, yeah. it truly is. Is I've, that song and that fight. Yeah. yeah. I've honestly realized something, you know, so, and this is a, a big throwback, obviously, because in our very first episode, we ranked our favorite yeah. Star Wars episodes, <laughs> and I've determined that I was wrong. Episode one is not the worst Star Wars movie. It is not. It's the least important Star Wars movie it is. still. <laughs> yeah. But it is... Far it is far better than Attack of the Clones. But yeah. I, I I think just in terms of and a, a enjoyment big, factor, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's much higher. And a big part of that is the the music. Yeah. Uh, you know, duel. I mean, duel of it's fates. It's got some is... cool. Scene. I mean, I know you pod racing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pod racing's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's cool. I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking the pod racing, but I mean, saying. Darth Maul is badass. Yeah, and yeah. like. <laughs> Well, the, the whole fight and, you know, the I, lasers and, like, when it gets real quiet and, uh, like... Yeah. And then, like, the... Yeah. Just the well, scene with Qui-Gon, like, just, just so that's being actually, all zen. Yeah. yeah. So that's actually another thing that I want to kind of touch on is that, like, I feel like Star Wars has this rare talent to actually not use music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, we see that... The sound effects, right? I right, mean, exactly. I mean, again, <laughs> we're leaning into the sound effects, you know, the Ben Bird of it all... I guess but uh yeah but like it's that scene it's when obi-wan is deactivating the tractor beam oh yeah i can i can hear that yeah, yeah you can and that's all there is there's that. no music mm-hmm. uh well i mean just the um just not i don't think there's any music with it or not but getting to obi-wan and darth maul and you know uh at the end after mm-hmm. qui-gon is stabbed yeah. and it's just them staring at each other it's that menace like you know that Obi-Wan's trying to control his emotions and like Darth Maul just wants it to happen, you know. Yeah. He's prowling like a cat, you know. He's like, "I'm going to get you," you know, but yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then there's other there's other instances uh getting to the new trilogy. I think when Ben and Han have their confrontation on the bridge, it is that like utter silence. Ooh, yeah. That like it adds that much more emotion to the scene because you're all your focus is right there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to distract you, and it's just you don't know what's gonna happen. Like you know when you when you first saw that, it's just like all right, just just walk away. Yeah, right, yeah. you have the lightsaber, just walk away yeah. now or something. You know, but God damn it, like I thought you shot first, huh? Come on, <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. not his son. <laughs> 
<sighs> yeah, I don't know. He could have put it on stun. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, I suppose. And he would have just batted it out of the air. Um, <laughs> but, Either way, yeah. yeah. I, um, and another thing is just like John Williams' ability to kind of play with the arrangements, and he doesn't always show his hand when you think it's when you think he's going to. Um, actually, like Empire is a great example of this. Within the first couple of minutes of it, uh, as soon as the probe droid lands on Hoth, mm-hmm. we get a very kind of discordant version of the Imperial March, which we don't hear in A New Hope, mind you. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's a song that we've not heard. Mm-hmm. And they kind of play this kind of subtle version that kind of sets up what we're actually going to hear later. Uh, you know, during the actual evacuation, etc., when it really kicks yeah. in and you get to hear that, you know, the 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 big grandiose part for the first time. It yeah, you're right. It does like it adds that much more and mm-hmm. flair, and, and especially they, the super star destroyer. Yes, coming out of nowhere. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but and they actually do the same thing also with uh, with Leia's theme. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what her theme is right now. It's. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay. So. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Oh, okay. But I mean, we can jump into it now if you want. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of tapped out a little bit, but uh, well, Leia's theme in the sense, the what? Like the the love theme. Some people call it. It's Han it's and the Leia's Han and theme. Leia love theme. But, but, I, don't, but I think I think the title of the track is Leia's theme. Yeah, which would make some sense, right? Yeah. 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 So it's. It's like the. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I always thought that was just Cloud City. No. That all is. Right. Yeah. That's the Han and Leia theme. I have to actually. All right. It's been a while since I watched Slash that. Slash Leia theme. Like now they do that. Like in uh, the Last Jedi credits, if you remember, yes. when they gave like the special, uh, you know, in loving memory of Carrie Fisher. Right. You know, you'll always be our princess, and like the music changes, and it goes right into that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, oh, and so to God. me, that has permanently super, re- super recast powerful. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And like increasingly, I feel like Disney in particular, like really used that musical cue anytime she was on screen. Yeah. Even like in The Force Awakens. It, I, I, I think like, so. When I think, I think so. about it now, like yeah. it, it does pop up. Like as soon as Han sees Leia and they're coming close together, then mm-hmm. C3PO interrupts everything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Probably didn't recognize because T- of the typic- red Yeah. <laughs> Typical comic japes from 3PO. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but, I mean, in all the other arrangements and everything that we can get into, um, you know, when it comes to Star Wars and just the fandom that is around Star Wars, you know, you can't go wrong with, like, parodies um, and, like, just tribute songs in a way. Yes. Um, and so we were, you know, when we first talked about actually, you know, doing this topic on the pod... You had brought up something kind of cool. Now, would you like to talk about that? I suppose I can talk about it. Please. I mean, are, you talk- are you talking about Cloud City soundtrack? Cloud, Cloud City, City soundtrack. soundtrack. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, so Cloud City soundtrack, if you're anybody that's kind of like us, and I feel like what I know about our audience is that it's kind of people they like us. They might be kind of like us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. We are one and the same. Yes. So you might be familiar with the band Motion City soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, with rest in peace yes oh god yeah. now yes now all broken up justin courtney pierre doing his own thing um 
He's you, the guy with the crazy hair, if you don't remember. Tony yeah. Thaxon yes, doing so, his own thing. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, Cloud City soundtrack is actually Tony Thaxon, the original drummer, who actually did leave the band like before their final album, I believe. Right. Or maybe the last two. I think, I think after Even If It Kills Me, I okay, think. Okay, so... So dinosaurs, my dinosaur life, and uh, yeah, and not uh, well, go, and, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Get, so go, yeah. so he's been gone for a while, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so he's kind of started this fun little like side projecty kind of thing where he all he does is make Star Wars parody songs, and they're great, they're fantastic. I, I mean, you you brought that up to me, and I mean, I went home and I told Eva about it, and like we were we were doing something up in the office, we were organizing or something. And I put the music on while we were doing it. And, like, the very first song I listened to was Credo. Yes. Because, obviously, it was a namesake. And I think it had just, like, been added, like, mm-hmm. days prior to when you told me about this. Yeah. And it was perfect. Yes. His name was Greedo. He simply was the worst or something like that. Yeah. Essentially, Space Fred Durst. Like, it's it's so <laughs> clever. And, like, I I know, like, days after, I was just thinking to myself, like, Mace Windu, what do you do with... All of your spare time. You know, it's just <laughs> fighting that Sith crime. Like, it's just, it's catchy. It has yes. that, like, it has that pop punk feel to it. So, like, you can get into it. And there are other songs that are just, like, it has its own flavor to it, whatever. But, like, they're brilliant. Yes. Even R5D4 song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you know his name was Skippy? Like, I forget how it goes, but did you know his name was Skippy? Like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, like, I, I remember listening to all of it and just thinking to myself, like, this guy must have been listening to us because this is like practically everything we talked about. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, but I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to get into it more. Like, and he doesn't have that many subscribers. No, no, so, he deserves more love. So yeah, hopefully, please, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if anyone's paying attention to this cloud city soundtrack, uh, just search it on YouTube, subscribe to him. Cause he's great. Yes. So, you know, yes. and he deserves all the love he can get. Yes. Um, I think my personal favorite is, and it's a super simple short song is Senator Greebleeps. Oh, the E.T. one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I forget what the hell. It, like, ah. Oh. All right. It's just like Senator, the, uh, I don't know. But it's just like Senator Greebleeps. You can't fool me. That's just Spielberg backwards. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And maybe like, oh, my God. Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to stop. <laughs> I mean, all right. So if you want to go for the original, like, in my opinion, like one of the original parody uh star wars people you can't go wrong with weird al no you know and like weird al like for me that was my first ever concert i don't know if you guys know that no that was the first concert <laughs> that's I ever incredible went to. it was incredible <clears throat> and he actually donned the whole jedi outfit and everything and he did <laughs> for the, the saga, saga begins the saga begins <laughs> and my god is it fun singing that song with everybody else and me being a Star Wars nut, I knew every word. See, that's the thing. I know all the words to that song, but yeah. I don't know the words to Don McLean's version. Yeah, American yeah, to, Pie. To I American do Pie. not know <laughs> yeah. the actual words to that song. And like, there are, I mean, there are parts that I think are far more clever in Weird Al's version than like yes. are meaningful in in uh, the American Pie version. You gotta love the fact also that like he basically lays out the entire plot of. Phantom Menace mm-hmm. in yeah. less than three minutes. Yeah. You know. Oh, God. But, it, yeah, it's just... And I forgot about the part where he's like, I bet he's going to marry her someday. Which, like, to me, I don't know that that actually was a given in 1999, but, like, he nailed it. He, <laughs> yeah, he knew. Yeah. 
it's like that he's just nine and she's 13. Oh, he's probably gonna marry her someday. Well, I know he built C-3PO and I heard how past his spot can go. So we made our bets, it's true. No, the, I forget what the yeah. goes. We but, made a wager too. He was a free pubescent flying ace. <laughs> and as soon as Jabba started off that race, well, well I, I knew, knew we'd win first place. Oh, yes. He was our boy. <laughs> and we were singing. And we were singing. My, my, this here Anakin guy. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. It is now a good song. Weird going to sue us now. All right, sorry, Weirdy. That was more still. than five seconds. Yeah, Al's cool. He's cool. Right, cool? Right now? We right. cool, wow. Yeah, we cool. Yeah, he'll, sorry, be, he'll but... be cool about it. It's all right. Uh, it's all right. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's, he does, he has that, and um, he also has uh, a, a, an older song. Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. Which, it was, a, it was a fun little, I, I forget the, what's the, the, the original song that he was playing. Lola. Was it Lola? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Y-O-D-A-Y-O-D-A. Like, it, it has that old flavor to it. It's a fun little song, you know. Mm-hmm. But that was way before, like, things really got up into it. And he made a video for The Saga Begins. And, yeah. Like, it just, it took off from there. Yeah, you shared, you shared that to Steph and I, like, before yeah. this episode. Yeah. And, uh, like, watching it, though, I was, like, kind of discomforted by it all. Just cause, yeah, like, no, I haven't seen the video for that one. Yeah, well, it, and, like, his, like, kind of, f- like, fake short hair... Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, that was the first time I'd ever seen A, with that short hair, and B, without a mustache. Yeah. And C, without glasses for that. Yeah. Matter. He was a completely different person. Yeah. He was, like, actually kind of handsome. I was like, oh, you don't look that weird, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm sure they... More think- like normal. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ooh, I like that. Normal. Right. That was, like, a Twitter thing. And then he's like, no, that's not real. Like, <laughs> somebody's like, I can't believe it's taken all of us 30 years to figure out that... Weird Al is just a play on the word normal, normal, and Weird Al is like, no, I'm. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but still, like, you could just tell that he has a love for the for the series. Yes, and you know, he he just shows it off in his lyrics, and it's brilliant the way he does it. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I mean, like, to cover anything else about it, like, you know, there's there's other ones out there, like we. I was bringing up before, I had shared it with you to kind of get back into your head. Uh, the creators of South Park. Yes. <laughs> uh, before they, you know, really got into, uh, you know, the South Park show itself, maybe even like the, you know, the first few seasons or whatever, they had a band together called DVDA. And um, they had a song that you can only find a live version of now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was trying to look up like a studio version of it, but it's like, basically doesn't exist yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's like you have to go to like the deepest darkest like dave's music mind somewhere you know yeah. and like <laughs> and just find a recording of it but it's just called chewbacca and it's super simple and it's just and we actually covered it as our namesake band i believe right i think yeah we did do it as yeah GFS. yeah so but uh yeah oh, that's also something that no one else really knows is that we we started off as a band named greedo shop first and that's where <laughs> yes. the name came from but yeah. still uh yeah we covered chewbacca and you know i am chewbacca na, 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 na. i am a wookie na, 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 na. like it it's just it's a kind of punk rock song in its own way yeah. yeah and then also you know to get into more punk and all that kind of stuff the original clerks movie they have a they have a chewbacca song yeah it's done by a band called supernova i believe that huh. sounds right i think that's what it was but it's 
It's a simple premise. It's just like I am Chewbacca. It's like oh Chewbacca. That's great. It's 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 really fun, you know. But you had one before you brought up too, right? The Rebels Band or something like that. Yes, Dan Whiteley's Rebel Force Band. So what's fantastic about this is like. They released this album in like late 1977, mm. and the dude clearly was just like, I'm going to capitalize on Star Wars <laughs> in any way I can. Star Wars! Yeah. <laughs> it just turns into his whole thing. Yeah. But honestly... Well, his thing, his most famous song is called Living in These Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And it goes, Living in these Star Wars. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> He really just, yeah. And like he clear, I don't think he ever saw the movie. Had no idea what any of it was actually about. Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. It's just still like it. At, there's a disco version of the main theme out there. Yeah. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of those things where it's like you said, it because of the time it came out, it, it just capitalized on it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's there's tons of different themes out there you can hear of everything else, and like, I don't know, the probably one of the like. More famous themes you'll hear besides the actual main theme would be the Cantina. Yes. The the Cantina band. Uh, and, like, anyone you talk to, like, you were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. doing it in band and stuff like that, yeah. you know, like... Oh, yeah, um, ja- I'm sure it's a jazz band. Like, if not, easily. I, it's definitely an easy number for them. I mean, it's way better than freaking Anders Sandman, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, I would petition for that crap. Yeah. Um, but I remember uh, one band that we actually played with uh, that went on after us. It was, they were called uh, Neon Swing Experience. Yeah. You remember them? I uh, dude, I do. Yeah, yeah. They were sweet. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was a straight up like swing band. Yeah. And they had, they like, played the stand. swing music. It was great. They had yeah. like an upright bass player, I'm yeah. sure. And, and then one of the songs they did and was they the did Cantina. a cover of the Cantina band <sighs> song. It was, yeah. It was great. Which and is I, which is also, you know, just a super recognizable you hear, I mean, you hear that in all different kinds of pop yeah. culture. Yeah, as soon as I hear that, I just keep thinking, <laughs> lots of more movies, lots friends. of TV yeah. shows, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I guess, yeah. that, I mean, if we're going to talk Star Wars music, we should bring up just a little bit of, like, all the songs that they brought up for the holiday special. <laughs> oh, boy. They don't resonate at all through all oh, this my kind God. of stuff. No, I... Well, yeah. it's, yes. I mean, as we, that was, as that I think That was I my about... hardest, because I've seen it. Oh, and, seen yeah, it I did not watch it with you guys, but I have, <laughs> I have seen it and i think that was the hardest part for me is that just having not been around in the 70s yeah the the references and the artists that they used and the actors that they used just it made nothing it made meant nothing to me you're in the club now (laughs) so it's like you said you could call yourself a true star wars fan yeah (laughs) once and never again yeah (laughs) yeah Let's well, yeah. As as I say, I, this is this isn't my quote, but I'm going to use it again. I think I used it in the holiday special episode. Star Wars itself is timeless, right? Because of the music and because of everything, right? The holiday special is undeniably a ni- a product of 1978, and that is all it will ever be. <laughs> it's yeah. stuck to it, like yeah. I said, a victim of its time, and it's never going to get out of it. But you know, I really do like that that. Uh, Jefferson Starship song. Like I've kind of fell in love with that recently. Light the sky on fire. Will you light the sky? I don't know. It's like I don't know if they wrote that song for it or not. You know, but it kind of would work. You know, it's like all right, let's light the sky on fire with ships or something. You know, like with the space stars and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. 
They were probably high as hell doing that. Oh, I'm sure. Mm, <laughs> I think that's safe to say. Uh, yes. But, um, I mean, otherwise, you know, I mean, that's everything else. And, like, I feel like when you guys, you know, you guys, the listeners, you know, when you watch Star Wars, I would hope that, you know, you guys also have some kind of uh, feeling, some kind of, you know, resounding uh, oomph that comes into your into your body, into your soul, you know, and you're just, you're, you're, you're taken aback by it or something mm-hmm. like that. Or it's, it's something that sticks with you. Well, you know, like you'll, you'll see a movie or something of those lines or a TV show and something will just, you know, it'll stick with you as long as you go. And it'll, you'll always get the same reaction. You always get goosebumps or you always get tears anytime you hear it, you know? And I feel like anyone who is a fan of Star Wars, like, one of their favorite pieces that come up, like you're gonna have, you're gonna have to be like, shut everything out, just let me enjoy this, two three minutes, whatever it is, and I'll be content, and that's, I mean that's that's the beauty of it. Yep. You know, so I say with that, you know, this has been a pretty good pod, man. You know. Well, I thought we were gonna pick our favorites. Oh, we were before you pick set our me pod. up and I end the pod when you don't want me to. Oh uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, for last week, but still. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of, yeah. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. All right. So You can't say that. You can't be like, oh, I think this was good, because then I'm going to automatically answer the way that I always answer. Okay, all right. Well, still. I know. It, it, Steph? Yeah. Since you are our guest and you are a lady, let's let you go first, because ladies first and all that. What's your favorite piece, would you think? Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates? Yes. Okay. Andrew? <laughs> wow. So I had it narrowed down to two, and I was going to pick one or the other. But now so now I'm you go- have to pick the other. Now I'm going to pick the other, which is Leia's theme. Nice. It's, I like that. Yeah. I think it's honestly like there's a certain like emotional affect that is released for me like whenever I hear it. Like, yes, all the big, big songs are mm-hmm. you know incredible and wonderful and and so on, but... There's just something about that one that feels more intimate. Like it's, you know, it's probably a smaller ensemble that actually records it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, using more of like the, the kind of softer. The like flutes. A, yeah. Like, a, like flutes and more woodwindy kind of sounds. One that I just thought of right now that we didn't bring up was the, the force theme that they use with Yoda uh-huh. when he's lifting the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. And that sure. kind of follows that same line. Yeah, but see, that's just an arrangement of the main theme. I thought, kinda, right? It, it's, a, I mean, it's a very subdued. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought of that right now, but still, yeah. if I had to pick one, um, and I'll say this: before Rogue One came out, I would have said that flat out, it's always going to be the Tie Fighter theme, uh-huh. basically because of just how ex- how excited you get when you feel it. But coming from a different, more, you know, mature way of looking at it, it's always going to be the one I brought up first, which is your father would be proud Okay. Uh, in Rogue One, just because everything that goes on in that scene is just, it's just brilliant. So. Well, now I have to point out, because I can't believe nobody has actually brought this one up. Like the The Twin Suns theme slash, uh, yeah. slash Anakin's theme, yep. like from the prequels, that is yep. basically that an amalgamation on the of Twin Suns. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you know what? I'm mad at myself for that. <laughs> it's just too much. It's too much good stuff. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it it, it really it really paid dividends because we just we got into it. Look, you can tell right off the bat we're we're so into this. Yes. And you know what, Steph? I'm glad you were able to join us today of and course. help us out a little bit with this. And hopefully, you can come back some way down the line and. 
we could talk a little bit more. Maybe they have Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts. You never know. I mean, <laughs> hey, it could. They're still making Kingdom Hearts games. It could happen. There's DLC. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But other than that, it's the day and age we live in now. So. That's, that's what I'm it. saying, man. I had a great time. Did you have a great time, Steph? Absolutely. What about you, Andrew? No, I thought it was a boring conversation anyway. I bet you did. <laughs> 